Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm broadcasting today from the bright red desk, but I am on my cell phone because my house phone's wires apparently died in the wall, <laughs> and the telephone company has to replace them. So hopefully the broadcast is clear and you can hear me. If not, I apologize. But there ain't much and I can do because um, I don't have a phone. I have my cell phone, but that's it. So here we are on the bright red desk, and this is the weekly weather for September 2-3-2018. And I'm broadcasting really early this morning because I take a train in an hour or so down to Philadelphia where I'm going to be speaking at the Philadelphia chapter on uh, Jupiter and Sag. So if you're in the area, come on by. You can find it on NCGR Philly. Um, In the meantime, this is the weekly weather for the week ahead, so you can plan. Did you feel the energy shift last night? The sun went into Libra, got out of Virgo, and we're forward motion, full steam ahead. We started the new season, the chart cast for the ingress at 9.55 p.m. last night. Uh, East Coast time, of course, marks a new season beginning as well as the month of uh, October, or the, the sign of Libra's 30-day journey, because the sun went into Libra. And what that meant was the sun went across the equator. Now in the south, it becomes their summer, their spring, going into their summer. And in the north, we go into winter. And now each day is going to be a minute longer, a minute shorter, and each night is going to be a minute longer. And the balance of the equinox, the equal night, equal day, has shifted. So we're going to be going warmer down south, colder up north, and we're going to see the light change. And we're going to feel the light change. We're going to feel that energy of a shift. Now, Libra, of course, is a sign of partnerships and relationships and connection. And we also have Mercury very, very close to Libra right now. So Mercury and Libra are very close, and everybody thinks they're right. And it doesn't matter what they're right about, they think they're right, okay? So this is also an important time to not argue with people, um, but to just go your own way. Also, when we cast the chart for 9.55 a.m., there are all these planets at the very beginning degrees. We have the Sun, Chiron, Vesta, Mercury, Uranus, Saturn, Mars, North Node, Black Moon, Lilith, Moon, Ceres, Venus, Ascendant, and Pallas Athena, all under nine, all under nine degrees. Now think about that. That many planets all in a little clump. So the sun is your ego. Chiron is how your ego gets wounded. Vesta is your home and hearth. Mercury is your communications. Vesta is also your tribe. Mercury is your communications. Uranus is changes. Saturn is structure and regulation. Mars is sex and action and moving and taking charge. The north node of fate, of course, is the north node of fate. It's a fated occurrence. Uh, Black moon Lilith, uh, she she rules abortions. And obviously Roe versus Wade with the Kavanaugh uh, proposal proposed for the court weighs in the balance. She also is the woman who refuses to be subservient. The moon, uh, the moon on the ingress is in Pisces, which is very much about a deeply feeling moon. Uh, and emotional, and it's at the top of the chart in the East Coast, in the Casper, Washington. The moon and the public, uh, moon is the public too, so it's a very public chart. 
Ceres, which is the sign of the mother, Venus, which is the sign of love and passion, the ascendant, which is Gemini, could be this, could be that. Who's telling the truth? And Pallas Athena in Virgo, which is the sign of the justice system. She, she's justice. She's the woman with the scales with her, her blindfold on. So all that's happening, boom, 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 in the first nine days. All those planets are getting triggered in the first nine days of the sun in Libra, which, went, which happened last night, Saturday night. So we can anticipate the next nine days to be really crazy, which includes this week. Uh, and then next week, interestingly, Pluto um, stations and goes direct. And he is currently traveling at 18, uh, 18 Capricorn, which, of course, trines the 18-degree Virgo, which is a prominent point in the U.S. chart. So it's power dynamics trining a, a very sensitive point, 9-11, the founding of the Pentagon, the laying of the Capitol. Most of the buildings in Washington were laid with a Virgo imprint. And 18 Virgo is a hot degree for our country. It's also where Neptune is. Uh, Neptune in Virgo in the U.S., not the U.S., but the July 4th chart, which, of course, is the separation of church and state. But Virgo is teenagers and Neptune is drinking. So we really do see the chart acting up what we're going to be working on the next nine days. Now, in your personal life, this means launch a bunch of stuff, like a start stuff. Just get stuff started. Get it out there because these planets are super active. They're all talking to each other. They're all within nine degrees of each other, which is an orb. So it's like a giant chorus in the sky, and depending on what you want to get going, just pay attention to your chart where you're feeling a little itch, like, oh, I have to do it. And any planets that you have between zero and nine are going to be activated by this ingress chart. Now, this means for the whole season, but it certainly means for the month of uh, Libra time. And so it's an important time, and of course, there's lots of planetary pictures when all those planets are at the same degree, including a grand, big old grand trine in air, and a grand trine in fire, which gives us a star of David, and a bunch of faded degrees, and a bunch of quintiles, and uh, out of bounds, Mars is still out of bounds, and um, uh, Vesta, home and hearth planet, still out of bounds. So Mars comes in bounds this week, comes in on the 24th, 25th. So he's been out of bounds really the whole summer. So that also calms down a lot. We get back to uh, a normal Mars that isn't all over the place. But we are definitely working with a really interesting chart that starts us, launches us, kicks us out the door into a whole new energy. And just know this first 10 days, this next 10 days, super crazy. But at the end of it, you're gonna, you want to just start a bunch of stuff because this energy is really potent and all these planets are willing to help. You know, it's kind of like having a cosmic cocktail party in the sky, and they all want to pitch in and do stuff. I have a friend staying here, Carol. Say hi, Carol. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. She's visiting from Amsterdam, and um, she said, gee, I'd like to stay a week in your apartment. I could get so much done. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, I'm going to talk to her about staying this week, not going back home, and just cleaning out the apartment. Well, we're, you know, we're, or she's, I'm a great organizer. I'm like, I'm sure you are, because this is the 10 days for me to get her to do it, right? So all of you guys have to go, okay, what am I, what is it? What is it I really want to do and get it launched? Just send a letter, write the cover page for the book, write the proposal, dear, write the proposal cover letter. Just, you know, make a, make a start. It's such a potent energy, and it's so powerful. 
The other thing is Venus is in Scorpio, right? When she's in Scorpio, she's very passionate. She is not your mother's Venus, as my assistant said the other day. And I said, oh, I love that. And she's not culture's Venus. She's a very intense Venus, right? She's a very passionate girl when she's in Scorpio. She rules the boudoir at that point. And, you know, when you get naked in the boudoir, you're not always, you know, kind of proper. So when Scorpio, she's very, very passionate. She's also pretty mad when she's crossed. Now, she is going to be in Scorpio until January 7th. And my good friend Kathy, the other day, we were riding in a cab going someplace, and she said to me, you know, Ann, women are really cranky. And I said, yeah. I said, Venus is in Scorpio. I said, men are going to be cranky, too. Um, she, and then she related a couple people that have been kind of cranky. And I said, well, Venus is in Scorpio. So everybody's feeling um, a little a little edgy, a little, yeah, I want what I want. So if you say to them they can't have what they want, or you kind of somehow impede what they're trying to get, or they don't want to do it, they're not necessarily going to be the nicest when they say, Arr. She's like, oh, okay. Kathy's learning to be a very good astrologer. She goes, and because I'm Scorpio rising, I said, yes, because you're Scorpio rising, they're giving it to you. So remember, those Scorpio planets in your chart have Venus on them. And she's very passionate, but she also is very intense. So the intensity is really strong, right? Honor that intensity, and she rules those Libra planets. And she's going to be in Scorpio until January 7th. Yes, you heard that right. She's got a retrograde in Scorpio. So she's starting a new eight-year passion cycle on October 26th, which is a little ways away. But what she's doing now is she's laying the path for that passion cycle, that eight-year passion cycle. Again, really important for you to take action this next couple days and get stuff out in the world. Now, Monday... The moon is void, of course, so don't do it on Monday, okay? Um, but once we get past Monday, uh, then I would say, oh, okay, now's a good time to do it, right? Um, what am I doing here? Yeah, Monday the moon is void in, void in Pisces. I was looking at the wrong thing. Uh, Mondays the moon's void in Pisces all day long. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's in Aries. And the moon goes void with an aspect of a trine to Jupiter, so it's positive, but it's void all day. It goes into Aries at 7.04 p.m., <clears throat> and then we have a nice, juicy full moon at 10.52 p.m. So you go out there and you see that nice big old moon in the sky, and that full moon takes place at 2, another planet happening under, <laughs> another aspect happening under 9. Then it's in Aries on Tuesday, it's in Aries on Wednesday, and it goes void all day Wednesday. And it goes void with a square to Pluto, moon square Pluto. So that's like power struggles. And then bright and early on the 27th at 3.16 a.m., it goes into Taurus. And it has a closing aspect of a moon moon in Taurus opposite Jupiter and Scorpio. And, of course, Taurus moon is exalted. So that's a good day uh, for getting things done. But the planetary aspects, the closing aspects, are very intense all week long, as you might imagine with this many planets firing off and powering off. The moon goes void at 6.36 uh, p.m. Friday night, and it's void all night. And then 
Sunday morning, bright and, Saturday morning, bright and early, goes into Gemini, 9.26 a.m., and it's in there through 11.38 a.m. on Sunday when it goes void with a trine to Mercury, and then it's void all day Sunday from 11.38 on until it goes into Cancer, 2 p.m. Monday afternoon, okay? So it's void Sunday night and all day Monday. So we have a lot of void moons again because planets are at the early degrees and that lets them happen. So to repeat, void moons this week are Monday, all day until 7.04 p.m. Wednesday until 6, uh, until from 6.28 a.m. until 3 in the morning, Thursday morning. Friday night, all night from 6.36 p.m. until 9.30 uh, in the morning on Saturday, and then Saturday afternoon, or sorry, Sunday afternoon, all Sunday afternoon through 2 p.m. on Monday uh, afternoon, Monday the 1st. Now, the other thing that happens this week is Pluto stations to go direct next Sunday, which means when a planet stops in the sky, we feel its vibe five days in advance. So that's going to be from Tuesday on. We're going to feel the the Pluto station. And the sun, I'm sorry, the moon in Aries squares Pluto and Capricorn. So moon in Aries is feisty, feisty, fighting energy, fighting moon. Aries moon is a fighter moon. Square Pluto, the powers, as Pluto stops to turn direction, stopping trining the important point of 1819 Virgo in the United States chart. So we're really going to see a lot of power struggles, power dynamics, power issues popping up all over the place. Here in New York, you know, it's the annual, uh, the annual nightmare. Not a nightmare, it's a good thing. But we have the UN here, and the UN comes on the next two weeks, and they have the General Assembly meeting. So we have friggin' traffic jams everywhere, uh, all over the place. So we're going to have the UN meeting. And um, we also then have this Pluto station and this wonderful fiery energy. Now, interestingly, the full moon... You know, we go back in 10-month cycles. So if we go back with the full moon, it initiated on the Aries moon, the end of March 2017, last year. And then we had the opening square um, in December, uh, the end of November, rather, of 20, no, the end of December. Yeah, we had the end of, yeah. So we had the opening square when it got to sun in Capricorn, December 27th. Now we have the full moon, and we are seeing it uh, opening up and seeing, and then we will have the closing square next summer when the sun is in June, and the sun is, the sun is in June. The sun in June is in Cancer squaring Aries. You can tell I have not had enough coffee this morning. It's really an ungodly hour for me to be trying to do a podcast my brain doesn't work until 11, but we have to go to Philly, so that's the story. Um, so anyway, interesting, interesting week, and I really want you all to just launch stuff. I mean, the world is going to be crazy, crazy, um, <clears throat> but I want you to take positive actions to get things moving, work on projects, just a giant step, just to push them forward, because there's so much uh, action up there that's pushing us. We also have Mars going across the um, node of fate this week, okay? Now, remember, those nodes of fate were really active in the eclipses 
in the uh, in Dr. Ford's, if we're looking at the thing going on in Washington, her chart matches that eclipse chart. I had a posting on Instagram about it, which will probably migrate to Facebook. Um, but Namar, uh, you know, her Jupiter is at four Leo on that North Node on the eclipse Sun on July 27th, and her letter to Diane Feinstein was uh, July 30th, three days after the eclipse. This week, Mars gets to that south node, right? And he gets to the south node on September 26th, which is Wednesday. Um, And he also is parallel Saturn on the 29th, which is Friday. So Mars is going through, and he's going to clip that node one more time. So the stuff you were working on this summer, particularly in July, is back up again. And this is also age four, four and a half, because that's where the nodes are now. And, of course, we're going to have the testimony uh, this week scheduled for Thursday. Now, we were, I was at a dinner with astrologers last night, astrologers we just love to talk charts. So we were all sitting around at Shirley's house, having wonderful flan that Rosa and Tanya made for me for my birthday, which I brought along as we were having Cuban food. And we all were sitting there going, we think Dr. Ford has an astrologer. <laughs> so that's wild speculation on our part. But let me tell you, between the, com- the combined ages of the astrologers at that table, we probably had 180 years of astrology practice between us. And all of us were like, she just does stuff. You know, it, the timing of it is perfect. So I don't know if she has an astrologer or she's just in sensitive alignment with the heavens. But we all were like, yeah, she's skipping that void moon on Monday. She's skipping that void moon on Wednesday or testimonies on Thursday when it's a Taurus moon, which is an exalted moon with good closing aspects of the opposition to Jupiter. Um, so at any rate, whether she has, uh, she has an astrologer or not, the energy of that eclipse is back up. So think about what was going on in your life in July, because that's back up again. Now, I did have a couple people in my practice break up with folks in that July eclipse. So this may be when you hear from them. And they call and they say, you know, I uh, want to talk. Now, Venus is in her shadow, okay? She's, in, she's going to be retrograde for 40 days this fall. She's already in her shadow. So this is also the time when you hear from old lost loves. One of the astrologers at the party last night, you know, I haven't seen in years, probably, well, I want to say 20 years. Well, her daughter's in college, and her daughter was seven the last time I saw her, okay? Daughter's graduating. So it's probably been like 15 years. But she was so nice to me when I was starting out, and I have just like a really warm part, heart, heart space for her. So it was great, you know, but it's Venus, and she's a Scorpio. It's Venus time. So the old, the past, the people from your life, the people who loved you, the people who you were passionate about, because it's Scorpio Venus, the people you were intense with, this is her. So watch for her energy in your life. Watch where Scorpio is getting triggered, because Venus is going to go as high as, Uh, 11, and then she's going to station next week on the 5th, and then she's going to go back into a little bit of Libra in November uh, during the election season, and then she goes back into Scorpio December 2nd, and then she's in Scorpio through January 7th. So watch for the intense, passionate folks from your life to want to return, and also because she is at 7, She's part of this mix, this mix of intense planets 
that are all taking place at the beginning of the Zodiac. So it's an excellent time. This week's going to be wild and crazy. Just want to warn you. Uh, but also wild and crazy in a good way. Take the time to harness it. Take the time to launch stuff. Take the time to say, yes, I'm in. I want to do this. And uh, go for it. Okay, so we did the moons. I know I didn't warn you. I just kind of jumped into them. So I'm going to warn you now. We're doing the planets. All right. So the sun this week, it's in Libra. It went into Libra last night at 9.55. We as astrologers balanced an egg down in Shirley's apartment, and it stayed up. And then Shirley's like, it's a bum egg. And then she tried to balance it again, and the planets had shifted, and she couldn't. So the sun had shifted. So you get to try it again next spring if you didn't get the egg balance last night. So the sun goes from zero Libra through seven, triggering Sun, Chiron, Vesta, Mercury, Uranus, Saturn, Mars, North Node, Black Moon, Lilith, the abortion planet, and the moon in the Ingress chart. That's all getting ego, ego stimulated, partner stimulated, communication stimulated. How are we going to work with those planets? So the sun, so I'm going to tell you, I just read them to you, but I'm going to tell you the days they hit. Uh, the sun is opposite Chiron right now. Okay, the wound of the soul. It's also the soulmate wound, uh, and it's also the soulmate. You know, so yesterday I married a couple, and the bride said to me, "You know, I'm a little worried about Chiron and Aries because she's an Aries." I said, "No, it's because Stephen sees your soul. You know, this is you know you're marrying your soulmate." So that's the other part of it is seeing your soulmate, but also looking at any wounds you have and saying, "Okay, how do we heal them?" Then the, there's a parallel to Mercury. Uh, now, last week, Sun, Sun and Mercury were combust. Now they're, now they're combust by declination. Again, making people very opinionated about what their opinion is. You're not going to necessarily going to change it um, because they have their opinion and that's it and they're sticking to it. So just know that. You know, it's not, it's not a, uh, what's the right word? You want to express your opinion, but you're not going to necessarily change someone whose opinion is locked and loaded. Sun is in conjunct Uranus, uh, which is an adjusting energy and asks us to adjust and a change our approach. Sun is square Vesta, um, <clears throat> and it is making choices around home and hearth, and that happens on uh, Thursday where we get to adjust. And on that day also on Thursday, the sun is square Saturn uh, from the seventh house to the midheaven. Saturn's in the tenth in Capricorn. And the sun in Libra is partnership energy, and that square takes place on September 25th. That's Thursday when the testimony is due to happen. On September 27th, which is uh, Saturday, the sun trines the north nodes of fate. And it pushes those north nodes of fate, and it asks them to make some conditions or some understanding, right? And remember, the north node of fate is tied to Dr. Ford's north node, her Jupiter, and she's a Sag. Uh, and it was the eclipse point. Remember, we're back working with these eclipse degrees from the summer. Sun is also trying Mars on the 27th, which is how do we take action? And that's uh, sun trying Mars says, okay, how are we going to partner? On the 28th, the sun parallels black moon or parallels Eris, the goddess of discord, sorry, not black moon wolf, but Eris, the goddess of discord, for a little feisty little bit of energy there. And it's contra-parallel series on the 29th. And it's also, sun is also parallel Athena, 
on the 29th. Now, Athena is in Virgo, right? The sign of the Virgin, the sign of teenagers, the sign of service, and the sun in Libra is paralleling her. And then the sun is semi-squared Jupiter uh, at 21 Scorpio, and that happens on the 29th. And then next Monday on the 1st of October, the sun is contra-parallel Chiron, right? So it's opposite Chiron at the beginning of the week, contra-parallel Chiron at the end of the week, which means the wound energy is very up for folks. And just kind of honor that people are going to be coming from a wounded place. The Libra planets answer to Venus and Scorpio. Everybody's going to be a little extra sensitive. And the other part with Venus and Scorpio, and remember, I have her. So I know, like I always say, say I can say mean things about Virgos because I am one. But I also have Venus and Scorpio. What Venus and Scorpio does is it not only hears the words, it picks up the hidden intention underneath. So if you're going at someone and they kind of growl at you, they picked up some hidden intention underneath you, right? You know, you were saying something, but what you really meant was this. Or you triggered in them a lower level. You know, you you brought up some other level from them, right? So it's a really, because of the aspect of the Venus sextile to Saturn, it's really important to pay attention to your propers. And by that I mean yourself to see if you're clean, right? So in the case of my friend Kathy, when we were talking in the cab, she, she said, but I, you know, I didn't really do anything. And I'm like, right, you didn't have to do anything. You were, you were stepping on something in their insides and they projected it onto you, Right. And they gave you what they were feeling and they blamed you for it, right? You know how that works where someone, like, it's their thing and they say to you, you have that as an issue. So it's a big week for projection too. And what you want to do with that is to honor that people are in the mood to project their ha-ha on you and that you didn't necessarily do anything to ask for it, right? You just kind of got it because you were hanging around in the room kind of like somebody vomited and you got a little on your leg because they vomited near you, right? That kind of idea. Venus and Scorpio rules bodily functions, <laughs> including vomit. Mercury this week runs from 2 to 15 Libra. Okay, so he's tracing the steps. The first part of the week, he traces the exact same steps that the sun does. He squares Saturn. He trines Mars. He hits the nodes of fate on the 24th. He, um, uh, Mercury, aspecting the nodes of fate, expect important news to show up on the 23rd, 24th. My personal theory is, well, I won't say it. Well, no, I should, no, should I say it? Should I not say it? I think there's going to be other witnesses that come forward before Thursday. We may not even hear the testimony. We'll see what happens. Uh, And if there are other witnesses, because usually if you do this once, you do it a few times. That's Venus and Scorpio um, talking. Uh, there's other people. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine whose son went to Yale, and the fraternity he was in was de- defunded by Yale. And it was called the Excuse, Close the Ears of the Young People in the Audience, the Tits and Clits, uh, uh, the Tits and Clits Fraternity. So I'm thinking there's other people out there. We'll see if they show up this week with the Mercury hitting the nodes of fate. And that would be on the 24th or hitting the sun on the 27th. 
Then Mercury is hard aspect to Jupiter, hits Eris, hits Athena. Again, talking to them about, okay, how do we proceed? Uh, Mercury is in a hard aspect to Venus. That happens on the 27th, which is next Saturday. Hits Ceres. Remember, Mercury is going through the zero degrees too. So he's setting off all nine of those planets in, in the under nine degrees. Opposite Chiron. And then there's an inconjunct to Neptune that takes place on September 30th. Now, that can be a little bit depressing, okay? So just know that next week on the 30th, you might be feeling a little bit blue or a little bit stressed, and that's okay. Uh, Then there's a lot of partnerships, you know, squabbles on the 30th. So the 30th is kind of one of those days that's best to not hang out with folks uh, because you're going to be in the mood to fight with them. Mars, as I mentioned before, hits that south node on the 26th, which is Wednesday. And it also is parallel Saturn on the 29th, bringing to an end or marking an ending of something and saying that's finished. Jupiter quintiles the south node on the 28th. Um, And that, of course, is a freedom aspect and letting things go free. Saturn uh, hits Vesta on the 27th. And Pluto stations, of course, on the 30th at 10.03. So the whole week we're feeling the underlying of Pluto stationing. Whenever he stations, there's usually a big volcano or a big earthquake someplace. And, of course, we're digging out uh, North Carolina and South Carolina and seeing the level of damage. Uh, But lots of energy. Also, Neptune and Uranus, both Neptune, Uranus, and Saturn, all aspect out-of-bounds Vesta. So we're going to find out what our home is, what our hearth is, what's important to us. And Vesta also aspects the nodes of fate on the 29th. So there's a lot of energy uh, around those nodes of fate because Pallas Athena also aspects them on the 24th. Big week. And I would just say to you, hang loose, have a good time. Uh, June also enters the sign of partnership or enters the sign of Gemini on the 29th, encouraging us to understand things from both sides of the story. And on that note, I'm heading off to Philly. Uh, information on my website for the Tuscany trip. A couple people have signed up already. Thank you very much. Deposits, there's early bird special, and then the rates go up. Um, But I hope you all have a great week. And just remember, crazy world out there. Crazy world, be personally responsible. Saturn says be responsible. But Pluto's stationing, Venus is in Scorpio. We can expect wild and crazy times. And I wish you all a happy ingress. Use the energy wisely. It's a rocket ship. Take care. Bye-bye.